I'm Sharnika Howard. And this is the Happy Mother's Day Podcast. Yay! <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I don't know dope. how to add, like, uh, sounds, so this is going to sound real corny, but if you've listened to the first, what, six episodes? You know we're corny. Episode, you know, yeah, like... Fine. We, we're not the cool kids right yeah. now we're cute though we mad cute <laughs> but if you're looking at the title you'll see more than a mother listen it was inspired by a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> but essentially you know we're just talking about some of the pressures that we dealt with trying to just i guess strive for perfection or whatever that looks like pre-motherhood and how that was vastly different post-motherhood and kind of like the journey to us rediscovering who we were as women yeah you know through this process i don't want to give it away it's a funny but really like insightful i think conversation a couple of breakthroughs throughout um but yeah it was dope it was i have fun (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna end it there let's go ahead and go into the conversation as always let us know if you're feeling it let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about more in depth but until then happy mother's day happy mother's day bye guys happy mother's day happy mother's day I'm laughing because we recorded a whole 10 minutes of this conversation and I realized that it wasn't recording. But we do this ourselves. We are not professionals. We figured it out on our own. And that's just life. It is what it is. So let's fast forward because honestly, the first probably eight of those 10 minutes weren't going to be on here anyway. Um, But basically, uh, if you're seeing the title and you're getting uh, Aaliyah vibes, that's exactly it. But it's just the title. That song was in my head and it just made me think think of you know when I finally became a professional lawyer a couple months later I got pregnant um I had immense pressure on myself to prove that I was a skilled attorney and that I knew that I was talking about and you know me being pregnant and me having you know going through this transition in my life would not affect my work product and that wasn't fair and that wasn't true like I I think I spent so much time separating my personal life Um, of becoming a mother and my professional life as if that wasn't the same person and I think it was cute to think that I can do that at that time in that way but it didn't end up like that at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because uh, Sharnika and I kind of have different experiences like she was a pro in her career by the time you were like you are well known you were you know hashtag boss And um, I just wanted to see if there were any similarities and kind of just talk through what that experience was like. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I had Queenie late, but right on time. Right on time. Later in life, I mean. Um, And, yeah, I had been in my career for some years um, and loved it. And then when I found out I was pregnant with Queenie, I remember, though, at first, like, going to my client sites and, like, hiding it. Um, I just, yeah, I was not ready to share with them. It was just like the best little secret. I wasn't embarrassed or shamed at Mm -hmm. all, but it was like my little secret. And, but I also did not want them treating me any differently. Um, because I was, I've always been a really high performer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think there is some synergy, like, um, you know, 
although like, you know, a, a number of the women had already had children and the men, you know, their wives, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I carried those thoughts. Like, I don't want them to know just yet. I want to continue to perform. I did not let them know that I was pregnant until I was about six and a half months. What? Yeah. I mean, I, I how did you hide it? I was small. Yeah, I was really yeah, small. Yeah. Um, so it was it was fairly easy. Um, like I wore like big cardigans mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. cute little dresses yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like you know, flowy. You like your flowy flow, dress. You yeah, know I do. That's your vibe. Um, so yeah, I remember experiencing those thoughts. Um, in terms of, and and I think that 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 was also me putting some pressure on myself. Then mm-hmm. like I probably overperformed a bit during yeah. that time. Yep. Um, just to prove something to myself mm-hmm. and to them, like. So that so that the thought would be like, oh my gosh, she was pregnant and still doing this, and we didn't even know. Yeah. Um. So no, definitely guilty of that. Once I had Queenie though, and you know finances were in order, I was like, oh, forget that. Like part time, I don't even know if I'm coming back. Don't count on it. Not sure. Let me figure out which type of mom I want mm-hmm. to be. Um, I didn't know if I was going to want to be a stay-at-home single mom mm-hmm, after that, mm-hmm. but it was an option for me. Yeah. And I, I made it very clear, like, I'm not committed to coming back in six months mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, granted, I did learn that I did not want to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the complete stay-at-home mom. I mean, I stayed at home for um, close to two years with mm-hmm. Queenie. Well, she went to daycare at about... Mm-hmm. Um, Probably about 19, 20 mm-hmm, months. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a, a good stint. But um, yeah, I definitely carried those feelings. Do you, like, you just seem so sure. Like, even when you were, like, after she was here and you had all these ideas, you seemed so sure. Like, did you ever feel like, oh, maybe I should just go back to work and put her in daycare sooner? Like, no. did you feel that pressure? What? Why didn't you? Because I, I didn't trust it. It was my, yeah. she's mine. Oh, uh-huh. man. And I and I love that. I feel like how you how you felt then is how I feel now. Mm. And so, yeah, definitely synergy before they were born. We were mm-hmm. on the same page. But once I got back to work, I went back to work when E was five, six months old. So E went back to daycare. And when I tell you that was the hardest point of my life, and it's like I was split because on one end, I was like, I don't want E to go back to daycare. I don't want to go back to work. But I felt like I had to go back to work because I was such a high performer and overachiever that like I didn't want them to think that because I had a baby that I couldn't do what I did before. But in reality, I was overachieving before. So for me to like not just do my job, but to do more and pump and, you know, deal with my baby being with essentially a stranger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I looking back, I'm like, sis, why you ain't had to you ain't had to go through that. But I felt that from the point that E was six months old up until like not that long ago, maybe until I got my promotion. And it wasn't until I got my promotion. I got a promotion and my mentor became my manager. So Mm -hmm. I had someone, she's also an older black woman. Like she just, she pours into me every, every conversation. But she told me, she's like, the fact that you birthed a baby, came back in six months, have had raving reviews. And for you to finally say, you know what, y'all? I'm going to tap out for a little bit. Like, she's yeah. like, you were more more than deserving of that. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that at all. But when I tell you I harbored that guilt for years. And years. my thing, too, is 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 even if, because that is amazing. But even if you hadn't done that, 
we're still amazing. I know. You know? I know. And I think that there's guilt and pressure on both sides of that. Yep. And a lot of that is self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Yeah. Abs- I can't I can't even say that I blame like society. Like sometimes moms can be like our worst critics, like our own selves, you know? And I just think that pressure is so much and what I really want to do like as a mother, as a person, as a friend, as a sister, what have you. Like I want to let other women know that whatever it is that you're feeling, that that that's it. That we already are doing above and beyond. Absolutely. We're already superheroes. But like when I tell you like how good it felt to just let that guilt go and I didn't even realize how hard I was hanging on to it and what it really took for me to fully let it go. Like even after having the conversation with my manager, I was like, yeah, that's cute and all, but I want this promotion. <laughs> even Kier, Kier was like, um, he doesn't call me sis, but you yeah. know, he yes. was like, uh, girl, <laughs> like this is crazy. Like what you're doing, like at work, like I know you love your job and I know that, you know, you're really proud of yourself and all of this new responsibility. But like, I'm afraid for you, my wife, the person, like your mind, your mental health. And I'm like, no, no, I can handle it. And he's like, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying you don't have to. You don't have to. Oh my goodness. You like, you don't have to. Like, you don't, you don't have to be miserable. God did not intend you to be miserable. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to be miserable. We're always carrying things you yeah, didn't handle. Like, like you, you don't have to be this. You yeah. don't have to be this. And then it was like, well, who am I trying to prove this for? Yeah. Because once I started asking for extensions, asking to be taking off of projects, asking to be cut out of meetings that I don't really need to be in and like just focusing on the things that I need to focus on. I was under the impression that people will have negative opinions of me because of it. And in reality, people were like, good for you because you're doing the most. Like if y'all all all knew that I was doing the most, (laughs) why was there no intervention? You know, I think, I think it's nice when others respect or help us create boundaries for ourselves but that onus is on no one else but But us us. yeah Mm -hmm. you know and even when they're coming to us as humans Mm -hmm. asking us to go above and beyond they're not really wrong it's up to us exactly exactly to hold ourselves accountable to get everybody else to gather Mm them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so It's all going back to like you always say, like the self-care, the self-work, reflecting on yourself. Like we we got we got to we got to be in the know about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We have to be in the know about our bodies, about our minds, about our mental health, about our, our bandwidth. Yeah. You know, and like and I also want to say, like, I'm also. I'm over the hump. And one thing that I always talk about is like, I think we always chant and celebrate our wins, but we don't talk about the first couple of steps that it took for us to get on that path. Those really, really, really hard steps. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was feeling like I was underperforming, missing deadlines. Like, you know what I mean? Just, just I remember getting back, going back to work you know, like pregnancy brain. Yes. <laughs> and and it continues mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. years beyond yep. delivery mm-hmm, or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. And I remember being like, yo, I feel like I used to be a bit smarter than this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, and there were times where my team was like, you know, Sharnika, what do you think? I don't, guys, whatever you decide is fine. <laughs> Just do that. I trust you. <laughs> because for a moment, I genuinely did not have the mental yeah. capacity. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's me like at least at least once a week. 
like honestly at least to the point where like like I felt bad so one of the things that I do because I forget like things that I would never forget I would literally say like I had I had ideas for the next couple of podcasts I had to write them down like I just thought about them an hour ago and I'm like no Amy I know you sis I know you you better write it down and what did I do as soon as I got out here I opened up my notes because I right. forgot because you forgot so what I do now is like especially for my assignments at work I don't know if y'all know but I'm a lawyer um so it's just a lot of moving tasks all the time so I put whenever I have deadlines for things not only do I put the deadline in my calendar but I also put like what exactly do I have to do like the steps Dang. Like the steps, like open this document, <laughs> search for this term, <laughs> compare these contracts, redline this, send it to this person and CC this person. Even though it's common knowledge, it's things that I've been mm-hmm. doing, but I forget like these Same. recurring tasks, yeah. like like little things like I'll forget to, we have to send, I have to do like a, every month I, I have to draft um, an email for our clients that just tells them everything that we've been doing for the month or for the week rather. And there are certain people that need to be CC'd on the process. I'm always forget Like I've been doing Pregnancy this for brain. five years. So it's like, I These did the big thing, but I didn't send it to who they take you out. Yo. They take your brain, <laughs> your hate, your right. everything. Right. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think like once I, I, I was definitely hard on myself in the beginning, but once I started talking about it and realizing that even people without kids are having the same, like yeah. we, we're just, we, we're all getting older. We've all been in this, on our careers mm-hmm. probably for some time now. Like you're not going to remember everything and that's okay. And that's okay. Yes. So if you are listening and you are a mom or not a mom and the panorama. If you're pandemic, a human, the panorama. <laughs> the panorama. What do they call it? The panini panorama. <laughs> If you just if you just feel off, we are off, okay? We are all off and we were all trying to, to figure it out. Find a method that works for you, whether it's sticky notes, whether it's the calendar thing that I do. Yeah, Sean got Shawnika got sticky notes everywhere. I have um, a whole scrum board yes. on my wall. Um do what you gotta do because like life is life is hard. Life is hard and it's not just about and I'm not trying to pull anybody away from their jobs, but I just feel like when I was younger, like my life was my career. Mm. And now that my life is so much, my life so are, much my, more. it's not even just my family, it's my friends. Yeah. Like I, part of the reason why I end my day at four every day is also so I can hang out with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or so I can hang out with my other friends. If like I block out my mornings because that's when I check in with my girls. Every time I drop E off, I'm on the phone with one of my friends. That's how you I know? am on the way home. And it's just like, I block off time in my calendar for me time. Like my lunch, I block off two hours. I'm working during those two hours, but that's my time to like eat and binge watch my shows on Netflix. I you know? It. So it's just like, I've... I've learned to live my life and to just like place work in there versus like everything, you know, it's basically like we're more than any title you put on Yes, more than a mother, Mm -hmm. more than a lawyer, more than a CEO, whatever than a wife. You are more than a wife too, you know, and it's just some days you're going to be more mom than more employee. And that's what it's about though. But as long as I think like we all recognize that, give ourselves some grace. Like, I don't know if it's just like me just getting older, but like, I wish I knew this at 20. I don't even know if I would have listened to it if somebody yeah, told me at 20. Mm. I'm like, you don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, so I'm the same, like on my way home, especially if Queenie is, if Queenie's in the car that we're talking and singing. But if she's not, um, that's when I'm talking and connecting with friends. Mm-hmm. And so today I was driving 
and I was um, talking to my friend D who lives in Richmond, my girl. And I was like, I cannot wait to get a nap. And she's like, you're the only person I know that gets a nap like every day. I can't function. I never stopped taking, I've been taking naps since kindergarten or before that, whatever. Like, seriously? I can't not, yes. I, I tried to, but, but that is how I manage Sharnika. Like that's yeah. how I'm the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm like a little toddler. Yeah, yeah. With the stink attitude. <laughs> that's not cute. No, <laughs> I have to get my naps, and I also like eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least seven and a half mm-hmm. every night. Yeah, I, I I don't I can't function other. I mean, I don't even I don't know that I can't function because I. Typically but you don't want me. you don't want to but, have to be like that, yeah. and that's enough. Yeah, like regardless what the react, maybe you will not take a nap and be fine. But no, you want to take a nap, so take your nap. I'm gonna start taking a nap, and I always say it's I'm gonna best. do that. Listen, every day when here, <laughs> yesterday especially when Kier got here to pick up him, and I came down, or maybe it was the day before. I don't even. I can't even keep my yeah, days together. Yeah. Maybe it's the day before. And I came down. They were heading out. He's like, look at your refreshed self. I'm sick of you. You always look refreshed. <laughs> you do. You do. It's the nap. It's the nap. And it's peace. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is peaceful on purpose. Yes, peaceful on purpose. I don't play around. You know, I don't play around she, with my peace. She sure doesn't. So You I, need to do a master class on finding and protecting your peace. Because the thing is, you got your peace already. We The people want to know. <laughs> How did you get there? Because I'm finding my way and I'm tripping and I'm stumbling and it ain't working. Yeah. I'm still finding my way too. Masterclass coming soon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 2025. How to find, how to, no. How to find and protect your peace. No, like, let's just talk about that for a second. Like, how... I feel like you might have always been like that. Like, you've always kind of been that person that's like, "Mm, I don't like the way that I am if I don't get this, so I'm not going to do that. Like, you're so unapologetically you. Have you always been like that? Yes. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I have. And it has not always gone well. Really? No, because I I remember having friends that didn't understand it. Understand. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes it came off as dismissive. Okay, I can see that. Mm -hmm. And that that. wasn't my intent. Um, But but once people, once we, you know, further establish relationships, like you you Mm -hmm. get to know your girls and, and, and you know where they're coming from. But no, it wasn't always easy being this way, but I am naturally this way. And that's why... I am sometimes hesitant, like when you say do a mask, I'm hesitant because I am actually naturally this way. And I think that there are things that can be shared that help people. But I'll um, be your tester. But it's like some some folks who are like naturally better with time. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're naturally better with it. So it's you already have a bit of an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I just recognize like even before having Queenie, but more so after having Mm -hmm. her, how important it is for me to be my best self Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. Um, and to feel good and to like me. And I like me most when there's peace around, you know, when, when I'm not anxious about anything, I'm not frustrated and I just don't allow anything to disturb it. Um, And right, wrong or indifferent, some things matter to me and others just simply don't. Yeah. And I, and I can't even force myself to care about certain things. Yeah. I just naturally, I, I genuinely naturally don't care. Um, and there are even times where I, I'm having a conversation with myself like, 
should you cry about that? Maybe you should. But I can't. I'm like, yeah. no, because I don't care. Yeah. I, I really don't care. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't. Um, so that's that. I love this about you. Can you fall in love with your friends? I feel like <laughs> no. the reason why. So I, I feel like this was just God and I needed that. So I am also someone who naturally, I wouldn't say self-interested, but very like, I don't like drama. I don't like anxiety. I suffer from anxiety. And that's why I'm very intentional about energy and space and people around me. And I, when you were talking about your friendships, I've also dealt with that a lot, but I harbored guilt because of that. So what I would in turn do is put myself in uncomfortable situations so that my friends didn't feel bad. Yes, I know that blew up in my face. Wasn't a good idea, but I've never met. I, I feel like you are... Not just who I aspire to be, but who I'm naturally, we're aligned in that Mm -hmm. way. You're just a couple steps ahead. So like seeing you and seeing how you move, it kind of like justifies is a strong word, but it, it kind of lets me know that how I'm moving is okay, even if it feels funny right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm, I'm that, I struggled with that so much with my friendships. Granted, now it's so much better because I have the words. Um, like I said, I talk on the phone when I'm in my car because my, my friends don't believe that I literally have five jobs. So it's like, if I don't call you, it's not because I don't love you. It's literally because I'm moving from one job to the next job. I'm in the car or come with me so you can see like what life actually looks like. And I think for me, the disconnect was opening that side up. And instead of like just saying like, hey, I'm not at peace. I need my space. Explaining, I need my peace because these are the things that are on the table. And like, can you help me with this? And if you can't help me, can you understand why? And like, once I've opened that up, that's, you know, made me feel good as well. And I think a lot of that has to do with being an only child and not having sisters. And, you know, I don't always know what to say, how to say things, but I know I love you, you know, and I know that I will do anything for you. But I also know that I don't know how to ask for help. And it's like, if I open those, those doors and kind of let people in, in that way, the response is never abrasive. So I think it's just the constant, it's the cut. It's like, Hey, I'm busy. I'm spinning. I need to go. Like that's always been my, my initial response. Whenever I feel, whenever I feel anxiety, it's like, this feels really uncomfortable. Like one of my, one of my best friends, um, Noelle, she knows that side of me very well. So she'll even see me and like, situations where there are a lot of people I get uncomfortable around a lot of people and I will like kind of like separate myself and she knows me so well she's like is it too much okay let's go over here I love that. but out of all of my friends she was the only one who noticed because she was that same person mm-hmm. and I think people see me and they see my personality and they're like oh she's just like here she's a bubbly personality no 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 <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> if it's something that I'm comfortable talking about, mm-hmm. I will tell you everything. But if it's, you know, it's just going to take me a little while to like warm up. Um, and not to say that you're like that at all, but I'm no, just saying but, yeah. I've had that same, yeah. you know, experience. So it feels good to know. Guys, I'm just still finding out myself and being okay with myself. Same though. Yeah. And, but it makes me feel good because it's like, okay, you're going through the same thing yeah. and you're somebody who I really do admire in real life, you know? Love and you. it's like, Okay, no, Amy, like, yeah, it feels funny, but you are on the right track. Like, this this feels funny because it's change. It feels funny because it's growth, but you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So I thank you for sharing because I needed that. <laughs> I totally needed that. I love I love a lot of what you said. And, and there are some things that I can do better at because I am becoming extremely comfortable with 
No. Without mm-hmm. any further. And it doesn't come off rude, though. However. Uh-oh. I think that, and especially hearing you, I think that I know that there are some relationships that warrant a little bit more mm. than just no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to do a better job at, you know, discerning which, but you know. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Because I, I remember a time where I always felt like I needed to, or maybe not need, I just wanted to share like why I couldn't come to serve at this event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or why I couldn't lead this event. Like I, I felt like I needed to just say, you know, I can't because I'm doing this or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a place where I'm like, I don't have to do all that. No, I cannot lead that. Mm-hmm, Happy to mm-hmm, send you a check mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but then that became just no, across, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm, and so listening mm-hmm. to you just, um, Kind of makes me feel like I need to do a better job at discerning when and who to give a bit right. more to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely in that season. Have not always done the thing, this the right thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am noticing in the way that some of those relationships are rekindled. And now that we're able to talk about things after the fact, it's like okay, I see what your language is and how you know what type of tone, language, whatever works better for you, and I can meet you there. The answer is still no, but now I know how I to tell that. you in a way, and that's that's what I'm learning in this season. Because before it was just like, oh, I feel bad. Let me just do it. No, 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 no. The answer is still no. But I love you. Mm-hmm. Or or even if it's in a workspace, I respect you and I respect your time. And this is why the answer is no. Because I respect your time. I can't give this. And that can just be it. I don't have the bandwidth for this. But I'm happy to find another associate to help you with this. You know, I'm happy to jump back in if you're willing to push back the debt. Like, you know what I mean? Like... And your industry is so competitive. It is. Or I'm, I'm on the outside. I'm, assu- I'm making it assumptions. Is. Yeah. It's it's very competitive. However, what I'm realizing now that I'm like five years in. So I'm five years out of law school, but I've been in the entertainment industry for a very long time. So not only am I well connected, I, I have, I'm well versed in yeah. this space. So I think that. You know, especially just coming out of law school, I wasn't comfortable standing up straight, standing up tall and saying no in that way. Like, I felt like I have to explain everything. But now it's like not to be cocky or anything, but it's just like if you want to find somebody else, you can do it. But it's not going to be done like me. I love it. So that's I'll I'll leave that up to you. If you want it done and just quick. Cool. You can go to somebody else. But if you want it done in the Noemi way then this is what that's going to take. But I'm, I'm very confident in who I am in my career because I put the time in. Exactly. Like, I know I may not. I mean, I, I don't know if I've shared this on, on the podcast, but I'm not a barred attorney. Like I'm not an attorney in a traditional sense, but I am like six plus years in the entertainment law sector specifically. And by six plus years, I'm not talking about internship, just internships. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about like real industry, like my foot in this, you know what I mean? So I, like I said, you can go to somebody, you are free (laughs) to go to somebody else. That's completely fine. But these are my terms. This is what I require. But I also enjoy this work and I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So it took, it took some time to get there, but I think people, it's okay to call yourself an expert. You, 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 what is it? You need to look at your industry. What does it take to be an expert? Do you have those things? Whether it's been three years or 13 years, you have those things, you're an expert. Mm -hmm. And no one, like you have to call yourself that first. 
Yeah, you got to position yourself in that way. So I don't even know how I we feel got that way about this. everything. Yeah, I feel like I'm a, I'm I'm an expert to mothering Emery. Same. I'm an expert to mothering Emery. Yeah. I'm an expert wife to Kier. Absolutely. You know what I mean. I'm yeah. an expert daughter to my parents, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. it's just I have to I have to have this confidence in order to do the work. Yes. Or else they, sh- that girl will kill me. She will run all Listen, over me. You already know what I'm dealing with. Okay. So. I mean, Queen, I just can't wait to see who Queenie becomes. <laughs> and it's just, the reason why I speak about Queenie in this way, like, Emery is my baby. Like, I gave birth to her, I see her every day. And it's like, Queenie is somebody who came into my life later, and she feels like an extended yes. daughter. So, like, Likewise. Seeing falling in love with Queenie the same way that I'm that I love my child like I have never first of all I've never loved a ch- another child the way that I love Queenie mm-hmm. like that's never I've just never been in a space where I was that close gotcha and I see Queenie every day every day Queenie has I have Queenie has slept in a bed with me yeah. cuddled up you know what I mean like Queenie is literally she's yeah. your baby but she's my baby E too I know I know and I know E loves Auntie Shar that is. When I tell you, like, the most beautiful thing as a mother is to see your child form these strong bonds with someone else. Yeah. And it almost kind of happens, like, overnight. The way that she talks about you, mm-hmm. she told me a story. And it was, I don't even know what the story is about, but you were in the story. <laughs> Shushu was in the story. Um, um, Anaya's friend. I don't know what his name is, but she that talks about so him funny. all the time. Like, it's just like... You know, like little things like that. I've seen E, um, one of Kier's cousins, his little cousins, Jared, like E's in love with Jared. Like she'll just mm-hmm. hang on him and kiss his face and just hold. And I'm like, wow, like I knew you had relationships with people, but it's like you love them and they love, love. you. Yeah. It's yeah. the most beautiful thing. It and is. like I thought I would, I'm, I would might be like jealous. No, no, it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, but anyway, so when I talk about Queenie and who she's going to be when she grows up, it's because I literally think of her the same way that I think of E. Yeah. The same way that you dream about who your kids are going to mm-hmm. turn into. I dream of who mm-hmm. Queenie's going to turn into. And them into. together. Um, oh. I think about them. I actually, that, that scares me. <laughs> yeah, the together. world should be afraid. <laughs> Sorry, guys, we went off on a tangent. We just love our babies, man. We do. We really love our babies. Yeah. And... You know, this just just doing this podcast, I'm sure you can hear them downstairs. Like, even though they inspired the original like thoughts of this, like motherhood in general has just like helped me develop myself as a woman, which is so wild. Yeah. Like, how did she come in and turn my whole life around and my life really centered around being a mother? But I've learned so many things about myself and other facets of my personality. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make no sense. I know. It's kind of dope, though. It's so dope. It's and so dope. and the things that we learn from them. Yeah. About life. Exactly. So maybe that is, like, the key to motherhood. Like, I know, like, more than, like, it took, you know, this particular situation. For other people, it could be other things. But for me, it definitely took me becoming a mother for me to be like, all right, no, Amy. This is what you about, and this is what you ain't about. This is what oh, you want to do, and this is what you ain't never going to do. <laughs> Listen, I made an, a very important decision when I found out I was pregnant with Queenie. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the most, it is the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I'm it was as a that. result of her. 
Don't tell me what the decision was. Okay. That's going to be the inspiration for the next episode. All right. Because that, you can't sit, you can't start that <laughs> at the end of the conversation. Well, one of us better write that down. All right. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Right and and folks should bring wine <laughs> to that, for that conversation. Next, next conversation, um, bring your wine, get your cocktail, get some tissues, because we're going to get deep. We're going to get mm. deep. We're going to get deep. It's about it's about us and it's about the village. We just yeah. we're definitely gonna talk about this. But until next time, let me let me get out y'all's ears. <laughs> we love y'all. We love you so much. Happy Mother's Happy Day. Happy Mother's Day.